Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Zipping into another episode of One Upsmanship is your favorite and now movie famous hedgehog, Sonic. He comes back yet again for his second episode of One Upsmanship. This is Adam Ganser, notorious Sonic hater, along with my <laughs> blue backed pal. Sonic boom, Sonic boom, <laughs> Sonic boom. Zoom around the room. Is that Gotta the song? go fast, Adam Ganser. <laughs> Zoom around the room is not correct, but Sonic uh, Boom times three is the lyrics, are the lyrics. Oh my God. Uh, we <laughs> this are a podcast. We're called One Upsmanship, and our promise sure. to you is that every single episode, the intro will get higher energy and sloppier until oh, yeah. you barely know what the show is even trying to be about. Um, and But then it pretty quickly gets on the rails, actually. Yeah, I mean, we um, so follow we're past a format. That awkwardness. Yeah, yeah, we follow, we follow a, format. a format. That's right. And uh, I'm happy to dive into that format and discuss the Blue Bomber, Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> my man. Specifically, movie famous as you call he him. He is movie famous he's now. He's movie famous. Specifically, Sonic Two, uh, mm-hmm. which is now how it's referred to because if you call it Sonic the Hedgehog Two, people think you're talking about the movie. So Sonic Two. The video game release. Did you want to tell us like we're eight bit, which we almost were, by the way, when Sonic came out? Uh, you want to tell us what Sonic Two was all about, Mike? I absolutely would love to, Adam Ganser, and I'll do so quickly in honor of Sonic himself. <laughs> I was once eight bit, by which I mean eight years old, and it was Christmas morning, and this is truly one of my earliest memories that I still have with crystal clarity. And I got a Sega Genesis along with Sonic the Hedgehog. This is uh, one, I believe, at the time. Ah. And the pack-in game. And my dad cooked 
little patties of deer sausage, venison sausage, which we never did before or again, like for the rest of our lives. So the one time um, I played through Sonic 1 all day, all of Christmas Day, and it took me all day, and I beat it that evening, and the smell of deer sausage hung heavy in the house all day long, and now I associate Christmas um, dead deer flesh cooking and Sonic the Hedgehog all wrapped up into one delicious <laughs> bite of nostalgia for me. And of the Sonic games, Sonic 2 is the best one. It's about a guy who goes left to right really fast and collects rings. He fights an Eggman named Robotnik. The end. Wow. It kind of shoehorned a totally different thing in there. Uh, Everyone knows Sonic. Come off it. Hey, I'm not going to. I mean, honestly, you buddy, if you might be surprised. suits want to come down on me. <laughs> First, you know, you'll bounce know right on their hitbox if you That's can find right. it. Uh, hey, if you're a real young shiphead and you've never heard of Sonic 2, the video game, it released in, I believe, 1994. I'm checking that out. It was released, or maybe it was 92. I'm checking it out right now. Uh, it came out like a year and a half after the first Sonic, and it was one of a like a four Sonic run that were released oh. over like four or five years. Ben Schwartz um, was come at the time, I believe. <laughs> I'm calling that Almost certainly. Correctly. Almost certainly. And uh, it, it's widely considered critically the best Sonic. It's the second best selling Sonic behind Sonic 1, which sold more. That's actually a surprise. It came out in 1992. It's basically the franchise character for Sega Genesis. It kept the platform wars alive uh, when Super Nintendo Entertainment System and Sega Genesis were warring. Uh, Sonic was the counterpoint to Mario for years and years. A fact that I'm sure will come up. Uh, well, and as Sega persists as a game development studio, obviously. Yes. And Sonic, of course, has now been completely absorbed into the gaming multiverse and appears in Smash Brothers and plenty of Nintendo titles. He sure does. Uh, also, this this game had a famously challenging development cycle. I don't know if you're aware of that. But uh, there was a lot of Japanese versus American stuff going on uh, oh, behind no, the scenes. I'm very interested in that. Yeah, there's a little bit of that stuff going on. Uh, it's why they started developing two simultaneous Sonic games after this. One that was Japanese and the other one was basically made by the Sega of America people, uh, which is the pinball yeah. game, incidentally. Okay, Sonic Spinball? Yes. Okay, yes. and as I was playing through this and remembering certain levels and collating online to try and prepare for this episode is the first time I realized that there is an alternate version of Sonic. That's correct. The Hedgehog that's kind of shadow parallels Sonic 2. Yes. Yeah, very interesting. This okay. this game was so fraught, in fact, that they cut two-thirds of it. This is a third of what the actual Sonic 2 <gasps> development idea this was. This is what seven levels? It was going to be 20. It was 11. Levels? It was wild. 11 levels. There was it oh, was wow. Yeah, yeah, there was going to be a lot of Sonic here. Oh yeah, uh, it's 11 levels. Sonic 1 was 6. So it was going to be 33 levels, Jesus. Something like that. It's like an yeah. Sonic RPG. Something like that. Yeah, I, I might have the exact percentage wrong, but it was like this is a sure. fraction of what the actual game was supposed to be. Just sort of interesting backdrop for our conversation about Sonic 2. The Sonic game we have famously said, if any Sonic game could end up on the hard drive, this is the one, right? So um, mm -hmm. I think because you're a Sonic fan, and even though it's, it's atypical, I think you should go first. What do you think? When we pass well, the checkpoint? 
you basically condescendingly redid my tell me like I made the deck to me. So we're not being very typical, are we, mister? I was a little condescending. I apologize. I did not mean to be rude. Uh, I just wanted to get not those facts all. in there. It was necessary. No, you were actually you were attacking my nonsense with some good information that the people I'm keeping need. you alive but I will, from suits, bro. That's what I'm that's what I'm doing. I will take uh I will take the Sonic tier, Mario, and provide a contentious, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> sub-brand opinion right now, an off-brand <laughs> opinion, in the form of a rant. Player one, plugging in. Right. Uh, here's my rant, and since I basically told you how much I love the game in the Tell Me Like I'm 8-Bait segment, and Adam did the heavy lifting of describing the game itself, I will use my rant to further describe the game, because I think it explains what I think is special about the game, and how I can play it again as an adult and still think, Oh, yes, this does hold up. It's not solely nostalgia from the high bar, from the lens of a one-upsmanship that we've sort of taken on this mantle of the arbiters of video games, uh, which we are and deserve to be, and that shouldn't be questioned for a second. Um, Why I still think Sonic is special and why I think Sonic 2 is the one, and I went in going, I hope I was right in assuming that based on my vague memories of this franchise. And I just replayed Sonic Origins, which if you don't know, just came out recently. So you could pick it up if you want uh, on, I played it on PlayStation. I'm sure it's on multiple platforms. It's uh, highly Googleable, but it includes Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Sonic CD. And we've previously covered Sonic CD just because I made us, because it's one of my favorites. I just replayed all of them. Oh, wow. So basically, without making Adam do that, I don't want to go... I want to use the rant time to touch on how it fits into all of them so that Adam's not expected to have just played through all of them, because I bet he didn't. I definitely Um, did not do that. Yeah. Right. Uh, Sonic CD is my favorite because it has things like the wacky workbench that has anti-grav. It has a shrink ray that makes a little cute Sonic. It has time travel forward and backwards in time that like sub the graphics out for alternate art assets. Uh, So it's the weird one, right? It's the one where they were like, what if Mario pulled turnips out of the ground instead? I don't know. I'm fucking crazy. And I like stuff like that. So it makes sense in retrospect for me why that one spoke to me. But your mainline Sonic games, 1, 2, and Sonic 3 and Knuckles, uh, and even Sonic 3 and Knuckles, I believe, because it added this spin charge move and different kinds of shields that provided different functionalities. It's sort of, I have so much to say about Sonic, you guys. It sort of was setting us up for the complexity of how Sonic would translate to 3D. And Sonic did not make the jump to 3D nearly as well as Mario did. And that's what basically, that was the end of that race, I think, for that character as, as, a, as an idea to wrap gameplay around, at least. Um, but... In the 2D sphere, I do think Sonic is truly something special, and Sonic 2 is the best of all because it's about going fast. It should, at its best, remind you of something like Pachinko or Pinball, but be much more complex and always make you feel like you want to go fast, but you're on the edge of your seat. Sonic 1 is f- and Sonic CD you succeed by stopping a lot. And in fact, there's a bunch of poorly designed levels where you are blocked or you're always stopping at the edge of a ramp that you just barely can't get up, which is the most frustrating feeling about Sonic's traversal and very different than like the Mario triple jump that feels so satisfying. Um, So, but Sonic 2 
and especially in Origins because they made it 16 by 9, which is how the game was should have always been. And I will add that's a big caveat. I played it on 16 by 9 widescreen oh, aspect ratio. Um, that does change things. It does change it, and I tried to play it in classic mode every other way. But I will say another thing that really changes it, dude, really changes it, and we'll have to get into this much more in Game On, is, you know, when you died three times and ran out of continues, you started the game over. It was like in those days, there was no save state. It was a FromSoft game. All games were. And I do think we have to take into account that that's how the game was designed to be played, and we didn't play it that way. I assume you didn't, because why would you? That's so hard. I would hard. absolutely why, not right. do that. Absolutely not. Right. Um, so my point is, if you take all these things into account, I do think Sonic 2 is as like robust and interesting and revolutionary as Mario, and all the other ones do not live up to the wonder that is Sonic 2. And I'll get into why, but it basically boils down to each level in Sonic 2 is perfectly geared to make you handle traversal in a new and different way at a new and different pace that is distinct from every other level. And none of the other Sonic games accomplish that. End of rant. Wow, what a rant. Uh, lot to lot to take in there. Player 2, Adam Ganser, plugging in. Mike... I didn't have very much fun <laughs> playing this game. I'm sorry. I, I played it on stream, and I found it very frustrating. Uh, and I was so bummed, because I remember when we played it together, or at least we played a few levels, I had fun with it. It was pretty fun. Playing it alone, uh, like last week, which is when I played it, It I found it extremely frustrating. Um, but I recognize a lot of these older games were designed to be hard and designed to make you fail and have to do it over and over again uh, to because that's what the game is. It's memorizing where things are so that you can go fast. That's really what Sonic right. is. Sonic is not... And we forget yes, that because we are... We immortal. do, and yeah. I find that... I found that very frustrating as a person who's like, I need to cover this game, and it's really, really making me die a lot, and I don't think it should modern games have learned from this don't do this well the truth is modern games have the luxury of adding content uh and s these early sonic games really didn't you know what i mean like they're pretty they're pretty uh lean uh and that's not necessarily a bad thing it's like no no the game is learn how to go fast because until you do that you won't be able to beat this game um, so that I have mixed feelings about that. I think one thing that's undeniable about Sonic 2 is this is the game where Sonic finally lived up to the promise of the character. Um, Sonic 1 constantly stopped you. Um, Sonic 2 also stopped you, but for the purposes of learning how to overcome the obstacle. And if you got good at Sonic 2, you could go fast, which was the goal of Sonic. And when you do that, it's very satisfying. Like, I, watch, I watched runs of this game that were, like, 20 minutes or something. Like, just people zipping through mm -hmm. this game. Uh, and it's like, wow, you know? Um, I still think that Sonic 2 is light on content compared to even... Certainly compared to Super Mario World, but compared even to, like, Super Mario 3. Like, games that are five years before this. Um, it's a little light. It's There's not a lot of varied experiences... Yes, the levels are different, but they aren't 
they're different in a way that doesn't give me a, a very unique or different experience. It's really just sort of a puzzle with the same one or two or three solutions. Um, I know a lot of games boil down to that, but Sonic really feels like it boils down to that in a more robust way. I found the addition of Tails to be incredibly frustrating uh, because until you can control Tails, Tails is an absolute liability, particularly on the half-pipe stuff, which is, by the way, awesome. The half-pipe stuff is really good, and like... You're referring to yes, the Yes, I'm referring stages. to the bonus stages where you can yeah. collect the Chaos Emeralds. Um, they're really well done. Like, they're, they're like, uh, they're fun to play and they're challenging and they have enough three dimensionality that it feels like, ooh, this is cool. And, um, but Tails is a fucking liability. Every time I would lose rings, it's because Tails keeps getting hit. And it's like, dude, I don't, I can't even control this guy. And that brings me to my major critique of Sonic in general. The problem with Sonic is to get good at it, you have to be able to not really control the character. You have to learn how to let go of controlling the character until certain key moments to get good at it. And I just think that's a weird decision for a video game. <laughs> like Walking right into my I'm trap. I'm glad. Great. I'm, please spring a trap because I don't want to hate Sonic. I don't think that's a cool take, thinking Sonic sucks. I, I, I don't think that's a cool take. I do think that Sonic 2 is the first time they realized that Sonic's, like, Sonic's unique thing is that he's kind of a pinball machine. But the problem with the pinball machine is you're mostly waiting for the ball to stop moving around so you can hit it again. And with Sonic, that's the same deal, right? Like you're zipping along horizontally, hoping you don't hit a lip or a spike or a creature they put in the path or whatever, and learning when they do stop you, ah, fuck, I'm supposed to do it this way, right? So like uh, it's actually sort of a pinball machine that doesn't work that great all the time. That's my big critique of it. I know that's a little reductive, but I think it's true. Like if you go back and play this, you'll find that's that there's a lot of janky stuff that doesn't work the way it's supposed to in Sonic 2. And then when it does work, it's awesome. The first two stages, awesome. The casino stage, pretty awesome for the most part. The oil zone stage, pretty awesome. But some of the rest of them, mm, not so good. Maybe not, maybe the, ocean, the oil one's not the one I'm thinking of. It's the one with all the gears and stuff. That one's really good. Or... Hilltop yeah, Zone, Hilltop a.k.a. You, you liked Green Hill Zone, Yeah, yeah, right? here it is right? again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here yeah, it yeah. is again. So they're like yeah. about half. Throw some lava on that About shit. half the levels are really good, uh, and but the other half are not, are really not good. Uh, and I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so there's that. The last thing I'll say is uh, I don't actually think that Sonic, I think Sonic is more restrained in its story which is why, as a story, it's a little bit more coherent than Mario. But I, I'm, this is the time where I realized, oh, I think that restraint was a bad thing for Sonic, actually. Like, I think it would have been better if Sonic was more like Mario, and it was like, I don't know, it's a fucking dinosaur, and you're stamping on mushrooms or whatever, because it would have let them be more creative with the kinds of encounters and creatures that you deal with, um, and it wouldn't feel so repetitive and punishing, um, which I know is very cruel. I don't think this is a bad game. I think Sonic is very important uh, and is still a fun character to be, like one of the most fun characters to be. Uh, but this game is flawed, I think, and uh, that is my rant. At least the lore's... <laughs> I hard disagree on... The lore's fucking coherent, at least, between Plumber saves Princess from Dinosaur over and yeah, over. Yeah, it's coherent. 
timeless elfin boy chops uh hirsute man in half over and over he turns into a warthog no wait 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 you cannot say this is more coherent than zelda i'm not having that that's nonsense of course that's nonsense it's exactly it's like fern gully or something it's uh, evil evil industrialist comes and despoils the land the and the cute animal forest creature saves all the other none of that's getting turned into robots in the game it's totally coherent yes it is before we get any further uh, let's take a little break so we can cool our temples. Hurry up, hurry up. Ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Here we go. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. (laughs) I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. And we're back. We're, we're so back. calm we're now. All right. <laughs> so calm. What? I said, we're so calm now. We've calmed down now after that. We break. don't know. There's nothing calm about Sonic. <laughs> the, we're jacked up on chili dogs, my friend. All right. Um, 
your point was yes, <laughs> or do we? You want to argue about lore first, or why do you want to? Go ahead. This? You seem to be hopped up on on lore huff, so let's do the lore piece of this um, conversation. I do think that there's diegetic storytelling in the game that makes it pretty darn apparent some. that the plot and its yeah. basic form, just like Zelda does, with simple clues. A little, a little um, less is, than Zelda, but some is. I think it's Zelda has like, is Zelda that, has cutscenes and shit like the, like a not, link to the not the Zeldas that were coming out yes in a link to the past absolutely has like like little cutscenes where people do automated stuff and dialogue yep. and stuff like as does Sonic Two I don't way boss way less and like buddy. way less uh the airship the flying up into space yeah. like dude you can imply some he stuff fucking you're right grabs onto a plane and fucking flies into space bro. <laughs> he falls from space, dude. And then at the end of the game, he lands on an airplane wing and he just fucking stands there, dog. <laughs> so don't come at me. Uh, anyway, I just I, I, I you seem to be arguing whether I, it's you're arguing whether it's rad. And like rad. I'm willing to no, give it to you. I, it's rad. No, I'm arguing that to me that's a very coherent, straightforward, fable like story. Um, technology threatens nature sure. an animal hero saves animals from turning sure. into robots. I get that in a way that as a kid, and I now I'm done joking, sparked my imagination so much more than Mario, which is man, imagine what it would be like to be a plumber, I guess, jumping around blocks and stuff. Like it's not an evocative world, Mario. And we don't need to compare them to Mario. No, we don't constantly. have to. Do well, we I, to but the it. only reason I brought up that comparison, and you're right, that is a trap for me to keep bringing up Mario. Uh, so I'm not going to do that that much because that's obnoxious. I bring it up because it's a point that you've made across a lot of different episodes of this podcast. One I've never agreed with, by the way, that uh, Sonic has a story. Mario doesn't have a story. And then you just now said Zelda has less story than Sonic, which is not true. No, I said they're on par. Okay, I think so. I and think, I'm not talking about Breath of the Wild. Okay, That's fair a enough. Robust story. I think I think if you play Link to the Past, I think it'll be pretty apparent to you that Link to the Past has a much more robust story. But it's more involved. But it's story fine. Than Sonic Two. Agree. Okay, great. So fair enough. The reason I'm bringing it up is not to argue how much story. It's that I actually think, in this case, Sonic's Sonic being committed to that lore made, for instance, a lot of the zones feel sort of the same, and a lot of the boss fights almost exactly the same. Um, although they are fun, they're almost exactly the same and they feel a little derivative of other properties that we were playing at the same time or even before like Mega Man. And it just felt like, yeah, this guy has more potential that would have been tapped into if they were willing to do stuff like, I don't know, Robotnik, you know, is a plant God this time or, you know what I mean? Just like stuff that's like the kind of stuff Mario would do. Cause they don't give a shit. Which you've been saying, and I think you're right. It's like, yeah, they don't care about consistency. They care about fun. And I think Sonic would have benefited from that. And this game made me think that more than the previous Sonics I've played because I so played it later. I'm just a boy looking at a man telling you that <laughs> we both exist in this world and we're both valid, but I have more fun playing Sonic 2 than playing Super Mario World. So, and okay. I can explain why, and that's why we have a Please podcast, do that. Please do that. Well I'd love good. to hear that. I really would. <laughs> but that doesn't mean, so I want to gripe at Sonic 2 because I think that helps make me seem credible <laughs> when I spring my trap on you. Okay. <laughs> um, first of all, uh, Mario does win on items that transform your moveset. Yeah. But in, but also 
it throws way more crap at you in that department and we forget there's a lot of misses like the trident that turns you to stone and like various you know what i mean there's good mario items and there's mario items no one gives a shit about um like the fire flower stuck around right um whereas sonic is a smaller staple of things and i do think there's a strength to that coherence i do like that coherence uh regardless of whether I said I liked incoherence earlier, I'm going to be incoherent now and say I like coherence. Did that track? Anyway. Well uh, enough. Well enough. My other gripe with Sonic, and when it comes to items, though, is, and this is a genuine question for you, has anyone ever wanted to get the fast shoes? Yeah, why do I want that? Yeah. And for like 25 years now, I've scrupulously avoided the fast shoes. It makes you not able to advance in the level am i right i think a speed runner like somebody who's really really good at this game like that's their crack you know what i mean but i think okay. it, i think it requires a certain level of expertise to be awesome at it uh like that's my guess i couldn't figure out a good use for him honestly okay well but i right. but okay. honestly you're so, right mario has a bunch of bullshit i wouldn't want to get either so i don't really fault the game for having a power-up i don't want to use you know that's fine every game has that shit. sure while we're comparing games, let me spring my trap, Great. and then we'll work outward from there. Great. So you talked about how the main thing that is frustrating for you is that you have to sort of let go and not touch the controller, which is weird, and or to advance. And also that it's brutally difficult, and especially like if you didn't have the you know luxury of what we have now with save states, you'd have to start over, over and over. And I guess you just have to get good at going fast until you're just good, right. or you can't beat it. This is a from game, my friend. <laughs> like, I knew you're gonna say I, that. Th- yeah, yeah. Through the modern eyes, through my modern eyes of of being this uh, host of this podcast, and I didn't do this as a manipulative trap. I'm saying I was genuinely reminded of Elden Ring Absolutely. multiple Me times too. playing this, um, and mechanically, and the feeling of frustration, and finally, ultimate triumph, and the idea that. Uh, the one that really struck me was when you're underwater and you're waiting for that air bubble to come up. Boy. I was like, this is like finding a, this is touching grace. This is touching grace. And uh, I, hated the I just underwater think there's stuff. something there. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I agree because everybody always says, and they're not wrong from software games are old school because they're hard, like old school games, which is to say they mm. expect you to learn how to play it. And there's only really the one way to play it. And once you do that, it lets you go forward. Sonic is like that. I agree. Uh, I mean, I can make a bunch of distinctions that are going to be like fucking dumb and obvious, but I think the biggest one that that is why I'm having fun with Elden Ring and not That's key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not exactly. with Sonic 2 is that uh, Sonic 2 again uh, involves me sort of learning how to let go of being able to control the character during most of the coolest parts. Whereas that, but that really doesn't happen or, in From Software games. It's the opposite. Really, to me, I feel like the key of FromSoft Combat is to think, to wait, and wait for your moment, and then strike. And if you just try to mash, you die. Am I wrong about no, that? No, I think that's I suck at that's accurate. Uh, so it's not. It's learning to not touch the controller it's at a certain okay. time. I see. I see the analogy. There are different enough experiences that I have different feelings when I play them. But the, but mm-hmm. okay, I accept that analogy. You're right. You know, I don't know. I, and this I, one, that's I like, that. well, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to belittle it because I agree that yeah. Sonic 2 is a part, it does represent a way of doing video games. 
right? And I think that's the larger tell point. You, mm-hmm. it's, it's a way of doing video games, which is you have to play it this way. If you don't, you're going to have a really hard time and it won't be fun and you'll be frustrated with it. If you do, it'll be super fun and you'll be like, this is what I was born to do, right? Like, yeah. And I think that with some exceptions, mostly from software games are an exception, I prefer the kinds of games that allow me to solve problems with a little bit more of a loose hand. Uh, you know, generally, like I keep saying on this podcast, I don't think games should be hard uh, or they don't need to be hard with rare exceptions. But uh, And Sonic is intrinsically yeah. hard in the sense that you can't, you, you couldn't make the enemies easier. No. Like you either get through the course or That's you right. don't. That's it. And there's some, yeah. and, and, and there's like five paths, arguably, through the course, and that's Less it. than Sonic yeah. CD, which is a thing that struck me this time when I was playing it. Because I remember when we did the Sonic CD episode, I kept saying, and you kept agreeing, Sonic 2 is probably the one that matters because it was like the more original idea here. But the thing that we kind of glossed over a bit on that episode is that Sonic CD is actually more of a perfection at letting the player move fast without getting it just right. And therefore, it was really right. short. And, you know, well, by virtue of the fact that each level also includes you can travel to the past or future and that affects the board. Right. It's like triple levels. It's very well. And see, that's a to, that's a philosophy yeah. change instead of no, no, we're going to make it hard for you and you're going to replay it a bunch of times. They're saying, no, no, we're going to create reasons for you to replay it that are not memorization and repetition. You know, and that's like just by chance, you'll have a different experience. Yeah. The second and I time, like right? that better. I think that. But like, you know, I'm not here. to. I don't think it's invalid to do the first one. It's just not my cup of tea. You know, it's sure. my fair critique of it now. And you're forget, you forgive me. I'm sorry. I know I'm talking more and I do want to hear from you on this. My biggest critique of this, I haven't leveled at it yet. Like in terms of like functionality of the game is I really firmly believe the hit boxes are janky. Like as in, wh- yeah, you made some glancing joke about that that I didn't deign to. <laughs> but I, I, it's a real but problem. Like I feel like when I for the enemies, you yes, mean? when I when I attack or jump on a thing, I don't always know if it's gonna hit or if I'm gonna take damage from it. Like that's a that's a constant problem, and uh, it's a real problem at the end where you have to fight two bosses with zero. We're rings. talking about the final boss. Yeah, okay. that's the, that's the yeah. place where it really got frustrating because I had to play the me- the, the metal Sonic uh, who had a hitbox that was basically his face and down, but not the top of his head because there were spikes there. Right, not the back. Right, top, and then I but the top. Right, front. and there's no there's no rings, so if you take one hit, you're dead. And the next boss is the final boss, and that's like uh, he has two spiky robot arms, which means right in the center of his hit spot, there's a randomly death, like a death spike that might hit you depending on what angle it's at. And so you were just never totally sure, am I clear here? And so, but the timing is predictable, even predictable. down to the point that I can tell you. Metal Sonic does forward dash yes. left, forward dash right, spin dash left, yes. hop dash right, spin dash left, hop dash right, and then the zoomy thing. And he always does that. I guess my point just being, or my counter would be, if the point of the game, and I do think that was the intent, was to get me to only win by eventually memorizing what to right. do, it did do that. It did do that. And yep. when I finally did it, and and I probably went 30 to 50 tries because the try is like 45 seconds. 
um, before I crap out. Um, the time I finally won, it felt fucking rad. And I didn't care that it was regurgitating a memorized sequence. I was proud that I regurgitated it successfully. You know what I mean? I, I don't so know. I, I kind of wonder. It works enough for me. Uh, well, great. I mean, because that's basically all I've ever said. My point about being Elden that. Yeah, you know, like. My point just being that you can get good, meaning I know it. there's a point where Robotnik seems impossible, and it seems impossibly cruel that there's no rings, but there's also people who can beat him easily without getting hit. You just memorize the pattern eventually. I, I watched know. a video, and it was quite vexing to watch how easily somebody was doing it. <laughs> right. uh, and, I, and I did beat the game, because I, like, I felt for integrity's sake I had to do it. Job, yeah, I right? had to do it. Um, I wouldn't have. like If I had to play this game without save states... There's absolutely no way I would have beat it. Absolutely no way. You know what occurred to me while I was playing this is imagine, and there's people out there that have experienced this, and I actually feel weird that I'll die never doing this, but imagine without save states, by earning extra lives and continues and getting good enough, winning the game and getting all the Chaos Emeralds. I watched a playthrough that did it gotten more than three or four chaos emeralds ever. well yeah because tails is such i a played this game liability. for 30 years yeah. well yeah. It, right I, I, I turned tails off for see that that's what i should have <laughs> he was really frustrating me play with just yeah son. yeah that's what i should have done in hindsight unless you have a brother i gotta say it was a feature it did exactly what it was supposed to do for me i was eight my brother was five and he could fuck around with tails and not ruin the game too overly and it was an amazing get for my parents to have us both finally like like something together you know I oh, don't to know. there was something special about <laughs> this is now we're back in nostalgia territory, but that's part but. of what this is i mean let's if we're covering right. sonic 2 nostalgia is a big piece of why we're doing that no i think that was a really smart design choice on their part that shows like they understood interesting swing yeah well sure. that's creative they're like there are little siblings who don't get to play it's a real thing here is a game that takes that into account. And I think that was pretty awesome. So I'm glad that you had that experience. Uh, you know, uh, do you think that if you hadn't played it as a kid, that when you came back to it, like you're my age, so you're 40 years old, do you think that you could have anything like the experience you have playing it from nostalgia's lens on? Like, is that possible? You think? I'm almost 40 years old. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, so from that youthful stance, I have to say, yeah, baby, let's go clubbing. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm having a midlife crisis right now, and it circles around Sonic right. 2. Uh, yeah, no, I really do, and I, I can keep – I mean, I intend okay. to keep saying stuff that I like okay. about it. Yeah, I think it stands up, especially with other games of the era, and uh, – We've talked a lot, you know, Mario World, I may give it shit. I don't remember if I gave it a lot of shit, but I'm in, I'm inferring that I did maybe. Uh, a but little it's bit. obviously one of the best games of all time. Uh, still has a nostalgia factor that has to be taken to, into account. No doubt. Like, I bow before the goodness of Super Mario World, but I also think that Sonic is valid and doesn't have to live in the shadow of that, even on the timing level. And, uh, you know, like I can play that game the reverse way, I guess, to be a Sonic apologist. Like didn't this, and I Googled it. So I think I'm right. Um, the level where you jump in barrels and the barrels shoot you around. And that's the thing I picked up. Yeah, on this that was time. cool. 
each each level messes with traversal in a different way that's only in that level. Like the airship has clinging to the side yep. of the ship Tom Cruise style and falling backwards. That's true. The and the little dollies that push you forward. The factory or oil level has the barrels. And my uh, meanwhile, my point was those barrels predate the Donkey Kong yeah, Country. Yeah, I noticed by that several years. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Uh, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I think that's why Sonic Two still stands up as the pinnacle achievement and shines. Is and if you think about it this way, and you do let go, and you let Sonic go at the pace of the level, uh, you know, Casino Zone's its own thing because you're taking pit stops to play the slot machine. Uh, every level kind of has its own pace, and like for example, my favorite level is, for me is Aquatic Ruin Zone. Oh wow, which, what a the, choice! Which is like the flooded ruins because the constant. Uh, presence of some water but shallow water makes you play the level at like a medium warbly pace and i find that very like squiggly and wiggly and it gives me like a feeling i like and that's so different than the feeling of casino zone of blah 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 whereas mario responds to a handful of situations with a handful of move sets that he deploys heuristically by which i mean he picks the right tool for the job um sonic felt like he was constantly embracing and exploring new situations every level level by level all the way up to the end where at the end you find you do something you've never done fight two bosses in a row you haven't even seen metal sonic before unless you played sonic cd etc etc um and i'll and i'll say this something that really impressed me this time i've again played this game through at least a dozen times over 20 some years and in this playthrough I fell down a pit in Mystic Cave Zone, mm -hmm. and instead of dying, I ended up in a hidden secret level called Hidden Palace Zone I've never seen before in my life. So this game really? that is so simple still had sh content that I had not experienced. I can't believe that. That's so awesome to me. That is really cool, man. Uh, honestly, like if I found a couple of secret worlds I'd never found in Super Mario World, I'd be so pumped about that. Uh, I love. Did you find Hidden Palace Zone? I did not. No, zone. I did not find that. Uh, it's got these bridges that light up, Michael Jackson style, as you walk across them. That sounds really cool. Roll across. I mean, them. that sounds really cool. Um, Sonic Two also introduced the spin dash, which I think Sonic feels incomplete without. One hundred percent. One doesn't have. You it. have it's to odd. have it. Yes, have to. It's have the it. reason it's pinnacle. And even though, so we also got to talk about this game represents a special time in game design for the music reason okay i said that i said that stupidly but what i mean is i don't think it's just nostalgia just as there are movements in art i think it's a legitimate like the chip tunes retro sound it is a sound that came out of necessity because it's the sound that the tools could make but as a result a lot of us were exposed to it and there's a whole swath of people who write love that sound we're talking about mario music mega man music and i do think sonic music is right up there with fucking like bangers of yeah. eight bit or sixteen bit. There's like three or four music. of them. Definitely. Yeah. And of course the iconic one is the Sonic main theme, which you had from Sonic One, but dude, I think a close second is uh Emerald Hill Zone. Agreed. The first it's like okay computer to me where the first few notes start and I'm I'm like, Oh yeah, this song. It's just so groovy, dude. Well so uh <laughs> For those, oh, and the boss fight theme. I like Ooh. the boss fight theme too. Uh, it actually made the boss fights feel more fun than they really were, uh, because it was like because the song is so fun. 
So the music mm-hmm. was written by a guy named Masato Nakamura, who was a member of a J-pop band called Dreams Come True. I don't know if you knew that. And mm-hmm. they were considering uh, they were considering booting him after Sonic the Hedgehog 1 because he drove the price way up by because of the success of Sonic 1. Mm. And uh, they tried to make some in-house music, and uh, it was such a nightmare that they went back to him. And I think the game... Uh, the game is much better for it. I totally it's really agree. Really, a special skill. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. He's. I mean, look good. no further than, and I bow to this. <laughs> the main Mario theme is like you know endlessly iconic, and the counterpoint in it is just like beautifully catchy. Uh, you know, as catchy as any pop. I want to say Michael Jackson, but that's too many Michael Jackson references. But I mean, he, uh, he's from the era. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, also it had the uh, the fucking. Flying level on the plane. See now, I hated that level. Been done before. Uh, oh, I guess it just drove home to me that they were intentionally doing a traversal experiment with each level, and I was like, "That's really admirable." Yeah, the formal um, idea, and they didn't of all it. work. Yeah, they didn't all work. Yeah, the That's formal right. idea of the plane supporting you was a good swing. I I, guess. I agree that I enjoy the creativity that I saw in this game. Like there, and you can still see it. Right, like I and there's a lot of really good ideas. The the spin dash is one of the most important moves in video games. Like it's the yeah. thing that makes Sonic Sonic, and it's weird to think of Sonic One not having that. Uh, you know, and just all the general like loop de loops and like the I think the second zone is really great for having these long ramp stretches that you don't know where the they're 3D going. 3D looking corkscrews yeah. in the dirt blew my mind as a kid. I was like, that's 3D. That's real 3D. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when oh, you're the a bu- kid. And that's the thing. That became a trademark of Sonic was it was a 2D game, but the bonus rounds would be in 3D. Yes. Like fake 3D. Yes. And you'd be like, oh, my mind. That's what Sonic Spikes looks like. On the back, he actually has nine spikes in a row. Like Also, kids like me who are drawing Sonic all the time would learn more about how he looked based on the bonus rounds. That's so oh, funny to me. Times. I I uh I do want to shout out, like, there are two or three zones in this game that feel genuinely fun and creative and surprising and and belong in video game history. Definitely Emerald Hill Zone. I think the second level, Chemical Plant Zone, with all those really long Mm -hmm. mechanical ramps and stuff, like, feels like, wow, they really nailed what Sonic is here in a level that does have some platforming, and that's a good thing. And uh, It's like Pistons and Pipes. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I really dig it. And uh, finally, Casino Night, for the reasons that we talked, Casino Night Zone is the name of it, for the reasons that we talked about on the Sonic CD level, which is, this is when they finally figured out that Sonic was pinball. Um, And they let one of the levels be pinball. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, like instantly, yep, you're nailing it. You know what I mean? Like, this is is a a win all the way. Uh, It's pinball if the ball could walk whenever it wasn't in motion. And you're like, ah, that's actually a great idea. Exactly. Now, I hated the boss fight from that level, but I still liked the level. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to mention, uh, overall, the bosses are kind of uninspired up till arguably the final bosses, which at least are something a little complex. But, like, man, the first boss is maybe the worst Sonic boss across all the 2D Sonic it's pretty games. lame. It's just Robotnik going from left to right, then right to left, then left to right, then right to left, till you kill him. And it's like, what was that? I, I, the fucking drill car I think is nothing. we're forgetting how bad bosses really were for a long time I'll in video games. I'll just say this. 
you know? I just played through Sonic 1, and the bosses were more interesting than in Sonic 2. That's surprising. It's just odd. I just played through uh, Mega Man X, which is, again, I think around the same time, if I'm not mistaken. And those boss fights are all kind of the same. You know what I mean? It's all just... Where it's just like shield, shoot, jump. Yeah. Shield, shoot, That's all jump. they do. Yeah. And they just have, like they just wreck you if you don't have the right ammo and if you're not good mm-hmm. at dodging. And they're all the same. And, and that's definitely how the Robotnik boss fight, fights felt. They were definitely like, okay, so you're just going to do the same thing every time? All right. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Which is why I think the last boss fight got frustrating because they did vary it up and it was harder. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. This is going to be hard? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I guess you can't fault a game for being hard, but uh, or at least not this yeah. game for being hard. But you can you can say it's not your cup of tea. Yeah, that's still allowed. I think I, unless the woke mob has come. I for mean, it. Uh, those people who watched my stream, uh, <laughs> no, know no, that I was. Feelings. Well, I mean, I was. Def- <laughs> I, you know, I was a little. I get a little bit irritated when I start dying a lot on a stream, and it makes get it a little upset. <laughs> Adam's getting mad, and it makes it seem like I don't like the game more as much as I do. Like I. I still can see the creativity and the fun of this premise. And it's clear that Sonic 2 is to this franchise what Mario 3 is to the Super Mario Brothers franchise, which is to say, like, an Mm. expansion. Like, we really nailed some of the ideas and tone here in something that's, you know, completely memorable. Uh, How do you feel about maybe taking a quick break and uh, coming back for Keep or Delete? You think we're ready to do that, sir? I have a few last points we can toss on the other side of that break. Sounds great. I'll just I'll just tails on over there, on over this pit. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, quick math. 
The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Oh no, I fucked up your bonus round <laughs> you run. Sure I'm sorry. Did. I'm tails. Uh, I will say I also as a kid finally got I remember that pun clicking that his name is Miles, Miles Prower. Prower. Yeah, yeah. And I got so excited. I'm like that's so fast. <laughs> I mean, it's inherently a fast name. I think one thing <laughs> I think one thing that's become clear to me is that like it's if if a video game was a beloved part of your childhood, it's very difficult mm-hmm. to extract uh objectivity about a game that like is that you played and loved anywhere between like i don't know five and 18 you know what i mean like it's pretty tough to like see it objectively because i think you and i come and have a lot more of a reasonable like we agree on what the experience is we just don't agree on whether it's good or not we have basically any game made after like 2002 we agree you know but like these but sonic and Mario, even we don't always agree, would you, right? Haven't you experienced that in our podcast? Well, and Halo, yeah, Halo's right. And, That's another one. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Those these early, so like that is to say, like these early video game experiences are so emotionally formative that they become synonymous with what a good game is. Uh, and I think it's I think that's a thing that video games have a harder time doing now. Uh, or certainly can't can't do uh, for us anymore. Like we're past that part of our yeah. lives, you know. And that's kind of a sad, but also pretty beautiful thing, mm. right? I don't. From having relationships with elders, I'll just say, I my understanding or the wisdom that's been passed down to me that I trust to be true is that, uh, despite your charlatan claims to the contrary, I'm in my mid thirties now. When I'm in my mid forties, forty, yeah. When I'm basically 50, I think I'll also look back on my mid-30s and go, those were good times, too, and be nostalgic for, like, The Last of Us Part 2. Okay. It's not, an, it's not a polished, enshrined memory yet, but it will be when it's had enough time to see. So do you think that think. if you had, if you were able to do a podcast like I this— I think we all look at the past with rose-colored glasses unless it was horribly traumatic. Fair enough. So that means that you believe if you were able to have a detailed and com- and, and conscientious conversation— about video games back in those times, you would have probably been more objective about Sonic than you are now. Or me, oh, at the time, yeah. or me with Mario. Yes, or Kid Chameleon. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, because <laughs> I think it's good, and I'm pretty sure it's not actually, but I think it is, and I can't <laughs> not see it that way. Um, but Sonic, uh, I mean, I just I gave you my credibility building you did. gripes. I have gripes with it. You did. Um, not the least of which is I claimed it had a coherent storytelling, but then you're in chemical zone 
You're fucking turning robots into bunnies. What are they supposed to do, Sonic? They yeah, hop away they to what? May, are they make a yeah. new life in chemical plant zone? <laughs> Fuck you, Sonic. <laughs> fucking penguins traipsing off into a jungle biome like they're going to be fine in a jungle? They're penguins. Well, as we've said... There's no support for these animals. There, well, there's also no place other than maybe the aquatic zone that any wildlife could live. So, like... Oh, but the pinnacle has to be when you're flying in the plane with tails... And you break robot birds, and they turn into turtles that <laughs> fall to their deaths. You're free, buddy. It's You're amazing. Free. I was flying a second ago. Thanks, Sonic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Sonic. Sonic <sighs> ruined a lot of lives. There's no doubt. Uh, a lot of lives. You got to break a few turtles to make an egg. <laughs> That's a, one of the lessons Mario has taught us. Uh, the least coherent thing about the story is, I mean, his name is Ivo Eggman Robotnik, I guess, or Dr. Yeah, Robotnik. why did they keep switching away around his name? I don't, I'm not sure. Okay. I think it's a translation thing in part. I see. Okay, understood. Um, right. We did do a, a, a more extended conversation about, uh, like, what does the world of Sonic imply about Sonic and Eggman on the Sonic CD episode, so I don't want to do all that stuff again, but I will say that uh, as a world building, a new one this time. as a world yeah, building exercise, uh, all these old video games are fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, 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 sure. Like they, there's so many leaps of logic to get to the baseline of the premise. Right. That right. it's hard to talk about story with any of these games. Nine bananas forms a laser, and you're like, why? I because you know, <laughs> that's what we whatever. need, man. That's all we could draw. Yeah, it was a fucking banana laser. All right, that's what you right. like. <laughs> uh, but to nitpick a little, I do think it's fucking wild that at the end of Sonic 2, you can, like, survive a trip to space and run so fast that you go through time or whatever. <laughs> but uh, Egg Dr. Robotnik can outrun you. Like, you cannot I catch that. up to him. Yeah. Over a short distance, he can out-sprint you just on pure fear. Yeah. Uh, pretty impressive for Eggman. But the big thing I noticed that I'm pretty sure we didn't talk about last time is the land also robotic? Did Dr. Robotnik like make the dirt out of metal? I think he made of the dirt out of metal, yes. Like a, <laughs> it has like a grid on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> okay. I think I, that's what I mean is like... I He made the world a robot. <laughs> like I feel like Sonic, like, like if I was to accept it on its own premise, there's probably like a, mm. f- a fucking button somewhere like in the deep in the center of Sonic Earth where if he just yeah. would spin into it, the entire world would like you know, become a recognizable planet again. Yeah. I I feel like that's what would happen. Mm -hmm. Also, Sonic would shrink to the size of a normal hedgehog and lose all consciousness, but he would have freed all the animals. So yeah. Well, yeah. The Wally ending. That'd be good. That's that's Uh, how it ends. So you did see an all chaos Emerald walkthrough, right? So you do know that the power, I just want to make sure that you know, that if you collect all the chaos emeralds, you turn gold and fly and become, if you can, if you gather rings, if you you got to yeah. admit, that's kind of cooler than anything Mario does. Uh, I don't have to admit that. Uh, I think a lot of in those, those 2D Mario games go Super Saiyan and fucking like. I just think that that yeah, was cool at the time to give the players a God mode. You can that's unlock. what a, that's pretty. That's cool. what an invincibility star is. Yeah, yeah, for a limited. Well, if you, you if know. you collected an invincibility star in Mario Three and then used it, I'm pretty sure it lasted. I think longer. It might have been the whole stage. I might be remembering that wrong, though, so don't at me. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but Gold Sonic jumps higher, 
is invincible, moves faster. It's a thing, dude. I'm not Look trying to take it. away from it. It seemed so <laughs> delightful. I never got it because I never his got backup, it. So I didn't experience his that backup joy, dancer yeah. kept fucking up every ring, every ring pipe I was going on. Uh, yeah, those half pipes are tough. <laughs> not, yeah, when you have a baby brother who doesn't know how to jump on time, yeah, right. they're really hard. Uh, but by the way, I did like playing that stuff. I I am actually more eager to try a 3D Sonic. I know people always talk about Sonic Adventure as like being an essential video game. Uh, I think I'm open to trying that now because I I still think there I still think there's an essential Sonic experience that we either have gotten and I haven't played it or has never been achieved that really gets the speed and intensity of Sonic like to maximum. I want to see the maximum Sonic and I feel like I haven't yet. Am I that game is called Neon White and we will discuss it on a future wow. episode. Wow, <laughs> Neon White, you're saying? Wow. For it's me, it's the enough. 3D Sonic experience I always wanted. Okay. Well, it is Oh, it's fast. It's very cool. You got to think fast. It is fast. Okay. All right. I I need to play that game all the way through. I played an hour or two of it and it's very fun. Uh, did you interesting? Okay. Yeah. We yeah, talk yeah. About we'll that. talk about that okay. when we talk about that. So we should, uh, pass our final checkpoint here. Sonic adventure for dreamcast is I've fun. heard that. <laughs> and I'd like to play it to see if maybe it's very good. Uh, pass our final checkpoint into keep or delete. Yeah. Keep or delete where we decide if Sonic the Hedgehog two, sorry, not the movie, the video game belongs mm-hmm. in the hands of aliens. What say you Mike Swain? I am so committed to being a contrarian and proving to you that I don't have nostalgia, that I want to delete it in order to prove that it is truly great. Does that make sense, paradoxically? No, it does not. That I'm not being biased? (laughs) Okay, then I'll keep it because it's great. Just keep it. Yeah, if you believe in it, keep it. Uh, I think I genuinely believe it, but I cannot not be myself. So if you accuse me of nostalgia, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Well, I, I, again, I think that, uh, if you were a kid and you played this game by its rules and beat it, you probably love it. You probably, because like, I think it takes, you'd have to love it to get all the way through it without safe. Christmas day, deer sausage. These are powerful mnemonics. Well, I thought you said that was Sonic one that you, where you got the deer. That's true. Okay. So that's true. But still had the feeling of struggling all day and finally beating that final boss. It was a big deal. All right. Oh, God, man, this one really, I've really. But yeah, I've talked myself into a cerebral argument for why I think I'm keeping it. So I'll keep it. You should keep it. Yeah. Good. Uh, You absolutely should. Which frees you up to do what Uh, you've got to do. God damn it. (laughs) Listen, I need you guys all to know I'm really stuck on this one. Uh, Come on. Come out. Out behind the shed, I'm really stuck. It's going to be all right. I'm really stuck. Papa's loading his rifle. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I love my friend, Mike. Uh, and I, and I love all of you people out there who were raised with the Genesis and not a Nintendo because that's just a different world. I was never, I never had a Genesis. Um, I do think it would be weirdly, it'll be weird if no Genesis game ever makes it. I think I agree. And that's another problem I have with it. I, I, I actually have a problem with deleting Sonic. Although I think this, I never own a Nintendo system, and I'm letting Nintendo shit on because I know, to be but I don't, I don't like this that. horse trading stuff. I think the game should either stand or not. 
Um, oh, agreed. We can't buy it. Yeah, I don't. It's like I, like way. when you said I'm agreed. keeping Elden agreed. Ring for charity. It's like fuck you. Like the game or don't. Uh, I'm going to stand by my own principle. Oh, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. I gave you Elden Ring. Fuck. No, no, no. Fuck you. I'm deleting Sonic Two. <laughs> Wait, how does that? Uh, I'm going to keep Sonic Two, and I'll tell you why. <gasps> I know. I'll tell you why. Uh, I can recognize, even though I don't like playing it, I can recognize what this game is and why it works. I can't take away from, I think the millions of people who love this game and I see why I think it has flaws. Uh, but I also think part of those flaws are that I'm 40 and I didn't, I'm not, I don't want to go back and play a game like this. Um, I think that when it works, it's really, really awesome and one of a kind. And it would be really stupid to have a hard drive without Sonic the Hedgehog. You know what I mean? That's stupid. What kind of a hard drive is it without Sonic at all? Um, yeah, I mean, I could see an episode where you and I talk over Sonic CD and Sonic 2 again, because I prefer Sonic CD. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I think that game is more fun to play. Um, I can see an episode far enough in the future where this gets bumped off the drive. Could be. And can I say, this is going to sound like horse trading because you just did what you just right. did. So you have to back me up and tell people that I told you this before we taped this episode. But if I implied that I kept Elden Ring for horse trading reasons. I since rescind that because I started an all magic build and I'm having fun with Elden Ring in a way that I did not. Yeah. I want to go back and revise the episode in the sense that I still said good things about the game in the episode because it's like inarguably a great game. But I think I also said, yeah, but it's still not my cup of tea or whatever. People who are out there and were sad that it didn't click, um, the magic build is clicking. For That's me. great. I like it a whole lot in a whole new way. And I'm not just saying that because you let. No, no, you said this play. last week, and I was like, dude, that's so no. great because I I've always wanted you to like Elden Ring, but you know it is what it is. This is an example of a game that's not nostalgic for me, but I see the thing about it that's excellent. I see it. It's like I can see it. And I just don't feel right deleting it from the hard drive just because I didn't have fun playing a game that I am the perfectly wrong person to play. Uh, I sure. will reconsider this someday, maybe, on, on a hard drive episode. But for now, I think Sonic 2 gets on. Woo! Enjoy it. Enjoy eat a, it. Eat a Enjoy chili it dog. Eat a chili dog, all yeah. of you. Uh, you know, also, di- you know... Uh, Get rid of Miles. Can we just get rid of Miles per hour? Mm-hmm. Can, we, can we delete him from existence? Uh, I Now do I have to play any more of these? I don't have to play the one with Knuckles, right? I think we're okay. done. I think we're done with Sonic. You're, I mean, Knuckles is cool. There's a whole subplot. Whew. Shadow gets involved. Amy gets involved. But no. I could be talked into um, a 3D Sonic at some point. If there's like a really good oh, one. Oh, I, I barely think that. Now I'm going to get hate from Sonic. They're like, we thought you were on our side. Because um, I don't think the 3D ones really stand up to scrutiny or need to be wow. a big okay. deal. Um, until Neon White, which is a discussion for another it day. Sure is. If you want to hear that discussion, make sure you follow One Upsmanship, the number one, then Upsmanship, um, you know, on the iHeartRadio app, wherever else you get your podcasts. And FYI, if you're just joining us, Adam and I and other pals of ours in broad combinations do a bunch of other podcasts in our own sphere that we call Small Beans. You can find out all about that over at patreon.com slash small beans. So, yeah, if you like this, we do a lot more of this on various topics, uh, film and TV and 
all sorts of mostly media um, and you can find out all about that over there am i forgetting anything adam no i mean you can find us on twitter at uh, you can find me at That's the real right, gans and you can find uh the glorious michael swaim at swaim underscore corp and right. uh be on the lookout for our one-upsmanship streams that are going to happen, we believe, monthly on the one-upsmanship Twitch channel. Uh, those will be fun, interactive experiences for the audience. They'll get to, uh, in some way, influence what happens. That's the idea. And uh, it'll be a chance for Mike and I to, to game like the friends we are and not necessarily have to turn our review brain on, which is a thing I think we're mm -hmm. all excited to do. And that's all the ways you can interact with us, unless we meet. Work complete. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.